Welcome to OK-ish, a podcast all about mental health in the modern world. I'm Mary Ellen Dance, a licensed mental health therapist, here to strip away misunderstandings about therapy and share exactly what I do in an honest way. Don't worry, you won't hear inspirational quotes or be told to spend more time doing self-care. I'm here to get to the real stuff using my own experiences as a therapist and as a really messy human being. Come and laugh at yourself with me as you learn not how to become great, but how to become okay-ish. Hey everyone, thanks for joining me again today. So after listening to the first okay-ish podcast, I'm sure that the first thing you did was book a therapy appointment, right? I'm just kidding. I promise that this is not a podcast to get everyone to go to therapy, even though that would be kind of cool. But for those interested, or maybe you know someone who is interested, or maybe you're just curious and nosy like I am, I wanted to share with you today a little bit about finding a therapist, why finding a therapist is seemingly more complicated than it should be, and how finding a therapist can often end in complete disaster. So let me start by explaining some basics. Different states have different licensure requirements. I know the most about New York State because that is where I live and where I am licensed, but let me go over a few things that may help. A psychiatrist is someone who prescribes medication. Psychiatrists can also do therapy. They are licensed and have the knowledge, but at least where I live and in many other places, psychiatrists are overloaded with clients, and what ends up happening is that someone will have a psychiatrist who prescribes their medication if they need it and a separate person who's a therapist doing therapy. Psychologists, licensed clinical social workers, licensed mental health therapists, that's me, licensed professional counselors, and licensed marriage and family therapists, I'm probably missing some, but they all basically do the same things. Now, I don't want to negate any differences because there are a lot of differences in schooling, theoretical approaches, blah, 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 blah. But in practice, all of those people that I just mentioned can sit in a room and talk about feelings, and they are all licensed to do psychotherapy, aka therapy, aka counseling, aka whatever you want to call it. I have often gotten a lot of questions from people that say, oh, well, you're a licensed mental health counselor, and this person's a social worker, so do I need to go to you for this, but this person for that? And so Again, there are differences. I don't want to negate that there aren't big, big differences. But in practice, going to see someone, it's more of a matter of the specific person you want to see, not necessarily their degree. If you're interested in hearing more about this, let me know. I can do a whole show on the schooling and theories and approaches, but people other than my fellow psychology nerds may not be super interested in that. Okay, so now that that kind of boring background stuff is out of the way, How do you find a therapist? So at this point, I have a therapy practice and I work for myself. And most of my new clients come from word of mouth. Like they asked a friend and that friend knew someone who knew me or something of that sort. But when I first started, want to know where most of my clients were referred from? If you have any guesses, that's right. Google, good old Google. People Google therapist and whatever area they are in. And somehow my website popped up and they decided to come to me, pay me money and tell me all their deepest secrets. Sounds a little crazy, right? (laughs) Sounds like I'm going to Google someone and then just hope that this person knows what they're talking about enough that I'll feel better. 
I like to think this worked out really well for all of the people who came to me from Google, but that's a little scary, right? Like, I don't know if you've ever thought about, oh, if I went to go see a therapist, how would I find one? But it's it's kind of harder than than it should be. So don't get me wrong. As much as I love and rely on Google for literally everything, it's not necessarily the most reliable source. So as you may know, my last name is Dance. I promise that's a true story. That's my last name. And I have gotten many referrals from people who were Googling looking for dance lessons. Now, even though all over my website it says, Mary Ellen Dance, licensed mental health counselor, I would still get emails. I still do get emails about looking for dance lessons. So one time I actually had a gentleman reach out to me asking to hire me to choreograph and teach the bridesmaids at his daughter's wedding a dance for a secret flash mob that they would perform as a surprise for his daughter, the bride, at her wedding. So I explained to him that I technically could do this, but I wouldn't be very good at it. And then I obviously had to bring out the therapist in me and let him know that I didn't think his daughter, the bride, would appreciate a surprise flash mob on her wedding day. Needless to say, I didn't hear from him again. (laughs) Anyways, I digress. Back to finding a therapist. Make sure that their last name is not therapist or their last name isn't dance and you're actually finding someone who is a therapist. (laughs) But I can't tell you just how many times I have met people both personally and professionally, who say that they have had a hell of a time finding a therapist, which is ridiculous because therapy is obviously very important. And there's this surge of mental health in the media. There's this mental health movement going on that's fantastic, but it hasn't been followed up with easy access to mental health services, which just seems ridiculous. Hence why I'm here today talking a little bit about this. So I want to go over a few of the best ways to find a therapist in your area. So the first way I want to talk about is actually Google. I know I was just talking about how Google can be ridiculous and often sends me people who want dance lessons when that is not what I do. It's simply my name. But Google can actually be really helpful. Typically, if you Google finding a therapist, it will take you to a website called psychologytoday.com. I promise this is not an ad for this website. I just use it and it is the most used out there. On this website, psychologytoday.com, you can type in your zip code and there will be a directory of all of the therapists in your area. It's awesome. On this directory, there's a little picture of your therapist and a little bio explaining what they specialize in. It makes shopping for a therapist really easy. And I want to let you know, if you judge a book by its cover, meaning pick a therapist by their little picture on this directory, that's really okay. (laughs) That's how I picked my therapist. I also liked her bio, but she looked nice. Most therapists will typically write in their bios what they work with the most. For example... Erin has experience working with children, adolescents, and adults. She has helped individuals struggling with feelings of anxiety, depression, self-harming behaviors, and life transitions. Erin's approach combines person-centered narrative and cognitive behavioral techniques. No, that's not my bio. It's 
it's a portion of the bio of a therapist who works for me named Erin. And I'm realizing I didn't ask her if I could use it, but I don't think she'll mind. <laughs> so that's what you can expect looking at these directories, a little picture and a little bio that looks something like what I just read. If you're curious about what they mean by person-centered, narrative, cognitive behavioral, all of those fancy terms that they might use in their bio, ask them. It is totally okay to ask questions like, where did you get your degree? Or what do these fancy psychological terms actually mean? When you say cognitive behavioral techniques, are you going to make me do handstands or are we just going to sit and talk about what's bothering me, right? Maybe you ask a question like, is your approach more let the client steer the ship or you steer the ship of what we talk about? I know it's really uncomfortable to ask these questions, but they're okay to ask. How else will you know, right? It's almost a little crazy that us therapists write these bios that a lot of people don't really know what that means, right? But these bios can be very helpful. For example, if you have a teenager who is depressed, staying in their room all the time, you don't know what's going on with them, they won't talk, and you notice that they're self-harming, then Erin's bio that I just read would be great, right? Erin says she has experience working with adolescents with depression and self-harming behaviors. Perfect. So the bios can be really helpful, but if you have a question, ask. So I also want to let you know that as you can imagine, I am a pretty blunt and straightforward therapist. Many times, I know it's shocking, but people do not react positively to that type of therapy. And guess what? That's okay. Sometimes people want to focus more on past hurt. Sometimes people want to focus more on goal setting and the future. Sometimes people want to look inwards by looking at their subconscious and dreams and dive into that. And sometimes people want to look inward by me calling them out on their crap. We're all different people. We all have different personalities. So of course, we're going to have different styles. And again, that's okay. So when I first meet people for an initial session, meaning the first time I meet them, I always, 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 always remind them that if at the end of the session, that if they didn't feel comfortable or our personalities simply didn't mesh, that I would happily refer them to someone else. And I don't say this to make the person uncomfortable or push them out the door. I do it because I want people to feel empowered to do what's best for them. If you're sitting in a room talking to someone about all your vulnerabilities, oh my gosh, you sure as heck want to be comfortable with that person. So this all kind of leads me to a story about my friend Sue. So Sue found a therapist by calling her insurance company asking them for a list of therapists in her area that take her insurance that are covered by her insurance. She received a list of therapists, probably 30 therapists. She sent that list to me and said, what do I do with this list? Do you have any recommendations? So I guess my story of Sue is really method number two of finding a therapist, calling your insurance saying, do you have a list of therapists in the area that my insurance covers? So anyways, I give Sue some recommendations based off the list of the people that I knew. I didn't know all of the therapists on the list, but I knew some of them. I know Sue's personality. So I, you know, circled a few names of who I thought she may really get along with. She ended up seeing one of the therapists that I circled on that list saying you would probably really like him. So she started seeing this therapist. She did really like him. She felt comfortable. He's a nice guy. But then she started having fertility concerns. 
As much as she liked her therapist, who I should mention is a 60-year-old childless gay man, she wanted someone who might be able to relate to her. So she called me and asked me if it was okay to fire her therapist, to which I replied, heck yes. And she found a woman closer to her age who she knew had kids. By the way, this story has a happy ending. Sue is now pregnant and ready to pop any day now. So it's very exciting. Except for the fact that she fretted for days over how to fire the original male therapist. I assured her over and over that it was okay, that he wouldn't be offended. That if he's a good therapist and a good person, which I know he is, that he'd be happy that she recognized her needs and did what was best for her. All of the textbooks, research, gurus, whoever is related to psychology says that the relationship between the client and therapist is the single most important factor that determines the success of therapy. The single most important factor. Because the more comfortable we are with our therapist, the more we're going to trust them the more we're going to feel comfortable being vulnerable with them, talking about those things that we never thought we would admit to anyone, right? And that all determines the success of therapy. So as much as Google and lists from our insurance companies can be helpful for that, rely on yourself for that. Rely on yourself for what will be the best for you. Okay, so the third best way to find a therapist, aside from Google, aside from your insurance company, is asking your doctor. Everyone should have what we call a PCP, which stands for a primary care provider. You know, who you go to when you have strep throat or when you need a flu shot or when you need to get that physical done for some reason or another. Public service announcement, if you don't have a PCP, get one. Going to the doctor regularly isn't just for kids, folks. We all need that. All PCPs should have recommendations of therapists in the area and therapists they know that they can refer you to. Same goes for OBGYNs. They are often, primary care doctors and OBGYNs are often the first people that someone opens up to saying that they need help, which is awesome. And I promise they will be prepared with referrals for you. When I actually first started my business, along with people Googling me, one of my biggest marketing techniques was I would show up at primary care doctor's offices and OBGYN offices with business cards. And I'd say, hey, I'm right down the street. If you have people that come here, I'm sure you have a lot of people that, you know, cry in your office talking about how stressed they are or asking for antidepressants. Maybe they need therapy also. And I would get so many referrals from that. So a really great starting off point, whether it's you, maybe you're looking for a therapist for your child, ask their pediatrician, but your primary care doctor, your OBGYN, your pediatrician, all of them should have a really great network of therapists around them. So I want to just add some other notable ways to find a therapist. A lot of companies have EAPs, which stands for Employee Assistance Programs. Most EAPs will include a certain amount of therapy sessions covered under the company's dime, which is awesome. So if you go to your HR department and ask, hey, do we have an EAP? Do we have an employee assistance program? They'll give you the information. You call the EAP and you say, hey, I need a therapist. They'll set you up with a therapist and they'll usually say, okay, your first three sessions are free because they're on the company's dime or your first six sessions or something like that. So a lot of companies have that, and a lot of people don't realize that their company has it, and it's a great, great tool. Another notable way to find a therapist is asking a friend. 
I guarantee whether you have talked to your friends about it or not, someone you know is in therapy. Whether they want to admit that or not is up to them. I personally wear it as a badge of honor. Like when I go to the gym and then I want to brag about going to the gym and saying I have big muscles, even though I don't. It's like, yeah, I went to the therapist today. But I'm sure someone you know knows a therapist. So if you feel comfortable, it's really tough to be vulnerable and say, hey, I need a therapist or I'm looking for someone to talk to. But it is awesome. And I swear, if you are brave enough to do that, I promise you that one of your friends or someone in your social circle will know because they'll have been to therapy too, or they will know a therapist. The last notable way I want to point out to find a therapist is if you call a therapist, let's say you Googled them or they were on your insurance list, or you asked your doctor and they gave you a name. If you call that therapist and that therapist says, I'm sorry, I'm not taking any new patients right now. Ask them to refer you to someone else they know. Therapists know therapists. Therapists are often other therapists' biggest supports and referral sources and confidants. So if that happens to you, say, hey, can you give me another name and number of someone who you think might be taking therapists? I promise they will have that. So lastly, I want to leave you with some ways to not find a therapist. Some things that I hear all of the time that this is not a great way to find a therapist. So the first way is thinking to yourself, or maybe even saying out loud as you're listening to this podcast, I have yoga, I don't need therapy, or insert whatever. I have wine, I don't need therapy. I have the gym, I don't need therapy. Those are all great things, but they are not the same as therapy. It's like saying, I have a leg, so I don't need arms, right? It's one of my personal pet peeves when people say things like that. Again, going to the gym is awesome. I go to the gym, remember, so I can brag about it, but it's not the same as therapy. Another way to not find a therapist, do not call your friend, and you can't see me, but I'm using air quotes because this friend, you haven't talked to them in years, and say, hey, I need a therapist, or I know this guy who needs a therapist, and then talk their ear off for 45 minutes telling them about the guy who needs therapist no matter how many times they give you a recommendation and say they have to get off the phone. I promise I'm not speaking from personal experience, <laughs> except this happened to me the other day. Somebody that I know called me, said, hey, sorry, I haven't talked to you in a long time, but I know this guy who needs a therapist. I'm happy to help. I'm happy to refer to therapists. But the problem was, it wasn't even for the guy calling me. It was for some random friend of his. So my advice was, let your friend find his own therapist. (laughs) If your friend wants to call me, have them call me. So just kind of a funny story, but important to note that if you have a friend who's like, how do I find a therapist? Direct them in the direction of this podcast or tell them to Google it. Don't do it for them because then that just gets like sticky and weird. And why are you finding that person a therapist and all of that? I hope everyone can be empowered to find their own therapist. So I really, really hope this helps. Again, I promise that I'm not just going to tell you how to find a therapist in every episode, but it's one thing that we talk about all the time. People see memes about therapy and on Instagram and talk about mental health. And then when people actually, and then when it actually comes down to finding a therapist or going to therapy or asking for help, 
we're like, oh, what do we do? Let's hope Google has the answer. <laughs> so I really, really hope this helps. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope that you can start finding some therapists if you're interested. Have an okay-ish week. Disclaimer, this podcast is produced for your universal listening pleasure. Any statements shared during our program are opinions and experiences of our team and guests. If you disagree with any content presented herein, please find another show before submitting nasty grams. This is a positive vibes only platform. If you love our show and want to connect, share your experiences, or know someone who we should interview on future episodes, please don't hesitate to get in touch through our website or Instagram. Thanks for listening to this program brought to you by Daydreamer Network. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform. Your feedback allows us to rank on the best new shows list and continue to grow our podcasts in order to bring more unique and talented storytellers to the network. To check out our shows, including programs about relationships, sports, business, nutrition, leisure, and more, head to www.daydreamernetwork.com. We look forward to seeing you back next week for another great episode. Have a wonderful day.